0: Lifeway. Lifeway. LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to the Five Leadership Questions Podcast. Brought to you by Barry Manninger. Show you right. Uh, I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and this is a prodigal episode because uh, Daniel was with me. Yeah, but that's not the prodigal.
2: Yeah, we have uh, the OG
1: here. We have, yeah, we have a, an OG. What up? Or the OG. <laughs> One of the two. You and me both, Todd. You just stuck with it longer than I did. You know what? It's really about daily discipline. Everything is. You know, there's transitions here and
0: there in leadership, and some of us transition out of podcasts (laughs) and leave people hanging because we never said anything when we departed. Hey, you were supposed to continue to do
1: this contractually, you know, With but but then boss. you
0: and my new boss got a little communication mix up. where you No, you, no. Yes. Not putting it on you where you thought that I was going to be transitioning for the course of a couple months. He thought I was starting on a day. And so I was doing like one and a half jobs for like a month and a half, which is a challenge. You know, it, it's all worked out. Everything's fine. Everything Everything's good.
1: good. We're cool in the gang. No
0: now. bitterness, but no, also not, not a lot of opportunity to do this podcast.
1: No, so if you glad if, you're back
2: yeah so if you listened if, if you've been listening to the first hundred episodes and now you've autumn you just skipped 195 to go to 295 <laughs> that's
0: part of a right the there first like 150 <laughs> i think didn't i i
2: don't know
0: i think it was the first 150 like i
2: mean it was it was a good number it was a couple years worth it was it was good time so we've brought barnabas back on to do a classic that's right the classic we're, episode that we haven't done in a while the quick a, hitters quick hitters Yeah. So before we get into the quick hitters, be sure to go to leadership.lifeway.com slash podcasts, because at that site, you'll be able to see all the other podcasts that are a part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. So we'd encourage you to check those out. So let's get into the questions. Number one, what is one thing you've read recently? I was mainly distracted
0: by the Canadian saying out and it just oat. gave me great pleasure. So, oat. I didn't say out.
2: You did. You, you did. said check that out. Check, check that out. Out, out. Out, out. For your nose a little I bit I don't out. say out in a boot. No. it was it was subtle it was oat. Oat. Yeah. out. Yeah. But you know, I was in Minnesota last week, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, sure. And yeah, I was like I the accent is so thick there. <laughs> D- depending on what part of the
0: state you're in, this year, my home state. I don't I don't miss the accent. The people are great, but they talk funny.
2: Yeah, a couple days into it, I was starting to talk like that. I was like, "What's happening?" Well, it probably
0: comes more easily for you, yeah. being Canadian, than like if Todd went there. He, yeah. There's no way he's no, going to sound
2: sure. like you know Sven and Oli or something. Well, it's so. the dip, it's the dip thong. the diphthong. Hey, watch it.
0: This <laughs> is a family friendly <laughs> podcast, Daniel. Yeah, man. What are you? What are, what you, are you trying about? to do? <laughs> Keep the thongs out of this. All right. What right, is last you thing the you've read recently? Yes. <laughs> um. I am actually in the middle of reading The Elements of Style by Strunk and White. Oh. Have you riveting. read it? Oh, it's <laughs> not riveting at all, but it's super helpful. Cuz it's so it's it's essentially it's essentially like rules for writers in terms of Oh, okay. In terms of everything from like grammatical stuff to to stylistic things, in terms of adjectives and adverbs and as somebody who writes, I this is a classic. Uh, so E.B. White and I think William Strunk is the other guy. So E.B. White is a famous writer. He was a journalist, wrote Charlotte's Web and a bunch of other stories. Brilliant writer. Uh, and I'd, if you're going to be a good writer, you have to practice your craft. And one of the ways to do that is to learn just like the nuts and bolts of it. And I hadn't read this one, and I felt like I was a little bit behind the curve mm. because of it. So. so how how is it? It's really helpful. It is. I mean, it's a manual. It's, okay. you know, so it's like one-page sections of like, this is how you should use commas. And then it gives examples of how to and how not to. Oh, okay. And, he, you know, there's like a three or four page introduction where he says, you know, some of these are rules. Some of these are kind of, you know, it when you see it types mm. of things. Um, I'm probably a third of the way through. Um, it's a short book. It's maybe, I don't know, 100, 120 pages, okay. smallish. So, I mean, you can go through it fast, but you kind of defeat the purpose by going through it fast because you miss the like, you missed the learning part. It's not—so it's not a consumer book in yeah. terms of sort of absorbing ideas. It's definitely a one that you're going to flip back to these pages and go, now, how do we use a semicolon properly? Mm. And as somebody who works in publishing, I will say there's a lot of people who would benefit from reading this book because there's a lot of comma abuse and
2: and semicolon abuse and various other things. So, Well, haven't you noticed uh, the switch from semicolons to em dashes recently? Yeah, and he talked about that, like, where That's the two really should be placed— rare. And you know, in terms of how they should be used. Yeah. And how they should be used differently. Yeah. Because I don't see many semicolons anymore.
0: M-dashes M-dash. are essentially yeah. supposed to be used to offset a clause in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. Not to so, so you're making you're making a statement and then you have like a statement about that statement in the yes. middle.
2: That you could technically use with commas, but right. the M dash is more emphasized, it, right? And it offsets it a little bit more. So the comma
0: it's a, it's like a singular thought with a pause. Yeah. The M-dash sets it off as almost its own it's almost its own thing. It's almost parenthetical. Yeah. And then semicolon just combines two things that should be two they could be two sentences into one. Yeah. So Todd is now super excited. (laughs) See, it's really technical readers. You
2: know, Todd, if you finished your
0: book,
1: maybe you would have been more interested. Todd, who's uh, <laughs> who's ghostwriting your book for you? I don't know. I wish I had somebody doing it because it would already be done. Yeah. I mean, we had a, a funny thing is we just came out of a meeting where somebody was like, so uh, Pipeline really hasn't changed that much over the last three years we've done it, has it? And <laughs> Kaylees just started laughing and was like, yeah, it's changed a ton. And that's yeah. part of the problem Seven is, is. is now there's a whole new framework that's involved with it. But I almost got a chapter done. In the last week, nice. How Very many good. chapters does that make in total? Uh, Almost well, it depends one. Depends on how many times you've, how many times I've started and stopped. Do you have an it's outline you're working off of? I do now.
2: <laughs> and for That's, all of our listeners, we're just doing this because Todd loves competition, I and do. we're just trying to encourage him.
0: And and <laughs> because Todd has been talking about writing a book for, well, I've started it. at least. Four and a half years, right? So and I go off and
1: on. Yeah, okay, I need so to so have. I need to have. What have you Acuff been? Back that's on. That's what you've been writing. What have you been reading, Todd? Um, there's one. Imagine it forward, which is uh, Barnabas Piper. Curiosity meets, um, kind of a uh Cotter on change. Um, that sounds that, brilliant. It is. Brilliant. If I do say so, it's basically you know having the courage and creativity to. Like perform change in an organization in a in a new world and need oh, uh, a cool. change and that must be a new one. Is it aware. more concept or practice? Um, it's a little bit of both because it's one of those everybody knows how much I love uh, narrative. So it's a guy telling a story, but he's also coming along
0: so telling I'm, a you know, telling a story like like a like real Len- story. Oh, like not like Lencioni, it,
1: not like Lencioni's no, fables, but still got gotcha. you. I still hate. I'm not hate. Hate's a strong word. It's hard to do. Even Lencioni, which I love. um, Man, it's a struggle for me. I would rather have something like this or a history. Like, hey, take a moment from history mm-hmm. and break that down. So That's so why you quote
0: Napoleon all the this time. That's true.
1: I'm assuming
2: you still do that. I still do. Good.
0: Throw Very good. What are you reading, Daniel?
2: All right. So I've recently been listening more than reading. Because I'm trying to work on my, I'm writing my next book. So a lot of my reading is not books. It's more just research mm-hmm. for it. So I want to keep
1: up with it. Research. So I'm, I'm listening I adm- to a lot of- I
2: admire people who do research. I hate <laughs> no. research and I stink
0: at it. So props yeah. to you. Everything
1: I, I'm reading, everything I'm doing right now is yeah. either about change or about strategy or structure. Yeah. Or one of that. My tension so. is I do too much
2: research. And then I'd rather do research than write. So oh, I just need to stop. Yes. I just need to we stop. Should, we should write. co-author a We book. should. That you would be can do the part that you love to do, and
0: I'll do the part that you're less inclined to do because I don't like research, and I much prefer the writing part. So we'd be a good team.
2: Yeah. So we'll have to talk off- offline about that. That's but right. the ones <laughs> that I'm listening to right now are Letters to the Church by Francis Chen. I've heard a bunch about it. Is that his newest one? Yeah, it is. I'm about halfway through. It's fascinating. I don't have an opinion on it yet. Uh, he's what? Is that just a nice <laughs>
1: way of saying I have an opinion? And it's not That's the Canadian
2: way of being like, I don't like it. <clears throat> no, I, I, mean, I mean, what... <laughs> okay, basically, it sounds like he's doing a lot of what the house church is. He's trying to do house church in North right. America. Mm-hmm. And no one's been able to do house church no. in North America well. Not yeah, not yet. So that is why I have yet... To have a strong opinion on it because I'm still halfway through, and he's still pretty early on in it. I have recently. I am excited today to start listening to Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Loved by Kate Bowler. So I've heard a lot about this. Really good things about that. Yeah. So I heard from someone that it's more of a listen Mm -hmm. uh, because it's (laughs) memoir-ish. So I'm looking forward to listening to that one. Memoir does go well in like an audiobook form. Yeah. Like I've I was listening to Rumsfeld's Rules. Oh. And that was that was hard. That's I think I should have read that. You should have read that. To See, listen I don't, to it.
0: I I, do you I, like I don't I do rule. I've not read? read that one. I don't I have a hard time listening to most sort of like any sort of practical or theological or whatever, because I just, I, I lose, I lose yeah, track. It is hard. I need to be able to kind of read and reread and underline. Yeah. So, history, narrative, memoir, fiction, yeah. those are like all, Hillbilly those all, Elegy was an amazing listen. Oh, yeah. I, I, did, I read that one, but yeah. it would be. I can totally, yeah.
1: I, I totally lived see it. it. <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it is your elegy. <laughs> it's inspired by the life of. <laughs> Nobody but I'm like. There, I mean, because there's like... There are characters of it, you're like, like, I know that guy. On. And then 20%, I'm like, no way.
2: 20%, you're like, that. I didn't go to Yale. <laughs> All right, question two. What is one thing you've listened to recently? Oh, see, that's my bad. I What's should've. another thing you've listened to
1: recently, Daniel? Since <laughs> You know, you guys can skip over me. The... Uh, I would Floyd say leadership podcast network. JD Greer's <laughs> new podcast is what he's <laughs> been listening to, of course, Barnabas.
0: Well, I I uh, started listening a while back to a podcast at Daniel's recommendation called Business Wars. I'm oh, sure you. Yes. I'm sure it's come. Like here's the <clears> thing, <throat> I've heard about it for forever, and just you know, it takes a while to be persuaded. Okay, which
2: four? Which four did you? listen
0: to? Uh let's see. The Nike Adidas one, I think, was. M- and then the the Marvel I think it was that might have been yeah, the first one they the did the Marvel DC the Marvel DC no. one
1: those two were blockbuster both awesome blockbuster and Netflix was the first one yeah
0: okay I listened to that one as well um, I haven't listened so I, I started at the very beginning and kind of worked my way forward so I'm up through those three <sighs> okay and, awesome I uh, thought that I think the Nike Adidas one mm-hmm. I I I I remember half
1: of it what you about, know? okay yeah. have you listened to Pulitzer and Hearst yet no I haven't listened to that mm-hmm. one um. Oh, what's the newest one? I really liked Coke versus Pepsi. Co- that's the one. That's I haven't good. gotten there yet either. Yeah. Yes.
2: Because it's like, you know, Coke. Yeah. And then they're talking about the Pepsi taste challenge. I was like,
1: I remember the Pepsi taste yeah, challenge. Yeah, the, the ones that they oh, the, and When New Coke, what? when yeah, Coke, and New Coke really messed up. And, yeah. and
2: now work. every time I look at a Coke bottle, it always says original recipe. Oh. Yeah.
0: Or classic. And the, uh, the, the Blockbuster Netflix one was fun too, because that's, you know, that's yes. in our lifetime. So, like, I remember every weekend going to blockbuster yeah, totally. to rent yeah. the next dvd in in whatever season of 24 i was watching at the time and then during that time it i transitioned from that to netflix
2: so then it was waiting every week for the dvd to show up yeah see so, i didn't i didn't ever do netflix mail cuz i don't okay. know if they <laughs> ever had that in canada ah okay but they did do the block. in fact my fun fact my dad owned multiple grocery stores but one of them they rented out so this was like during a little bit at the beginning slash during Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So he rented out videos and video games. So it was like yeah. we had our own Blockbuster. So it was like, I would be like, Dad, can you bring that new Nintendo game home? <laughs> those big cartridges? Oh, yeah. Not Super Nintendo, the big Nintendo yeah, cartridges. Yeah, big, the big square ones. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. What well, are you listening to, Todd? Uh, well, uh, Business Wars is one. Um, and then Choiceology did I talk about choiceology last time? We have it kind of adding ran ology, out of steam. Adding ology to it things is,
2: is so passe. It wasn't as it wasn't um, as good. Was and you know what my, actually this they they just changed their host for this year.
1: It's now Kathy, Katie Milkman. Kat, or Kathy Milkman. Yeah, whatever her name is. Yeah. So Charles Schwab runs it. So mm. there's one that I'm listening to that I can't talk about. What, Ask Me Anything by J.D. Green? No. <laughs> no. the group's podcast with
0: <coughs> Chris no, around. No. Um, <clears throat> no. And listening can also mean books, correct? Yeah. Do you? Do either of you guys like Michael Lewis's books?
2: Moneyball and The Big yes. Short and all of those? I, okay. Full confession. I've never read a Michael Lewis book. Have you listened to them? Well, no. They're great. But listeners. I've watched the movies that are based off of them. <laughs> they are good movies, but <laughs> yeah. they're, his books are so detailed.
0: No, I, I stumbled across one by him. So I thought I was familiar with sort of his main titles. Cause most of what he does is pretty prominent release. They're bigger books, but he did one that's like a shorter, almost memoir. Mm. And it's, what is it called? It's called coach lessons in the game of life where he, he goes back to his hometown in Louisiana and sort of catches up with his, his high school baseball coach. And it's, It's all about sort of how that coach built them into a great team, but now he's being rejected because, because people now are marshmallows and can't take any criticism, and Mm. you know can't stay after practice and run, and there's no discipline and whatever else. And so it's just it's a really short one, but it's a really interesting listen from a leadership perspective because just sort of listening to like how hard nosed leadership had great effect, but how it's not it doesn't work. For today's teenagers, I mean, yeah. I'm sure this book's a few years old, but teenagers, yeah, yeah, relatively yeah, yeah, yeah. the same over the last few years. Um, it was, it's a really, I mean, he's just such a good storyteller, though. And he, and it's the first book that I've read of his, or in this case, listened to, where it's his story. Most oh, okay. of the time, he's brilliantly telling somebody else's story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is him talking about his own sort of personal reflections on it, too. So, uh, Which that, one was that?
2: Which one was it's, that?
0: it's called Coach Lessons in the Game of okay. Life. Okay, cool. And it's I mean if you read it it would probably take you I don't know, a couple hours. It's short. And yeah. as a listen
1: it's maybe maybe like a, you know, 4, as four a or 5 hour listen. I just opened up my Audible. Um uh, there's some dumb stuff that nobody listening would care about like membership economy. But um Measure What Matters would be a good one for uh would be a good one for church leaders to listen to or business leaders to listen to. It's really about you know, what's the proper, a lot of times we measure things because they're easy to measure, not because they're important. And then we make them important. Yeah. Like
0: various different sort of vanity web metrics, totally. things like that. that or it, the the easiest numbers. Yeah. <laughs> easiest, well, that's, yeah, that's a vanity metric. Hmm. It's, um, it's sort of like, you know, it's like unique, unique page visits, which it, it has a meaning, but it depends it's not, on how your website's set up. <laughs> fair but but again but if it's set up differently it means that you're set up to measure different things yes so it's right. like the, the, again the vanity metric is no longer a vanity one mm-hmm. in that
2: case mm-hmm. it was interesting though I don't know if you guys are, do you guys subscribe to audible Yes. Or do you I just d- buy Audible I stuff? did
0: for a long time until I realized I was spending three times as much money on audiobooks a month as I would have otherwise. Okay. And I switched to Overdrive for the most part.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With your library. Yeah.
0: Um, I actually got a couple other library memberships just to give myself more options. Because I have, like, the one where I live north of Nashville. And then I went and got the downtown Nashville one, too, because yeah. I wanted to have... a a better catalog. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, that's good. Because one thing I, one thing Audible has recently done is they've done like these Audible originals mm-hmm. where you get like free downloads of their originals. It's and like, I was like,
0: It's like a content channel. It's almost like podcast. Right. Moment, yeah. Right?
2: But what was interesting is I was like, oh, they're giving away a Michael Lewis book. Free Audible. Audible. Michael Lewis did an Audible original and then a month later I got a marketing email from Audible saying, if you liked that Audible original, it was actually an excerpt from his newest book, The Fifth Risk. And I was like, Brilliant. Uh, That's
0: right. <laughs> it's an Audible original in this
1: format. Yes, because <laughs> we cut it. It's gonna, we're going to redefine original precisely. Uh, now, guys, I, remember the first book I mentioned? The Membership Economy? Mm. Just saying. That's what it's all about. <laughs> it is. It How's, is. Subscriptions always, and membership. Always hustling. Trying to, Every day I'm hustling.
0: How does the membership economy uh, work for church leaders?
1: Well, I mean, if you think about it, sell me, Todd. If you think about it, um, to a certain extent, people view for the worse um, almost like they're subscribing to your church. Mm -hmm. They really do. Interesting. Uh, And we've talked about church membership for a long time. What's broken and jacked up about church membership is that, you know, the studies in the 80s said, hey, church members give more, pray more. They're. Bigger givers, growers, like everything. And what we did then was lower the bar so much to church membership because we thought, oh, let's let's get more members. And, and no, it became a just, vanity
0: metric. It became These a vanity things metric. Things come full circle. Look at this.
1: So that's the that's the issue. But I will say that it's almost like to people be clear, would treat if you're that.
0: trying to get more members to get more giving, I think your motivation might be misplaced. Yeah, it doesn't really no. work that way. I'm just <laughs> no, no, going to no, no, go not. ahead
1: and put that it, out there. It, it, it was a um it was a measure of maturity they said oh members are this much more mature mm-hmm. well part of that is the experience and growth that it takes to get to maturity and it depends on you how you want. do membership right, right. if membership totally. is just
2: oh it's just one 2 hour class Can or one you walk 1 down hour class and fog this mirror right write this and that's right. it congratulations right it's not going to do much because yeah. true membership if you want to see you know, growth in a lot of other aspects of your church, including giving, then membership has to be—it's not just a one- or two-hour class. It has to be multiple weeks in a row where you're developing the relationship, where you're discipling, where you're helping them grow um, in that way. And, right. then, and then the overflow is more giving, I hopefully. I
0: think—not so. to totally tangent this podcast, but I guess that's what we do.
2: The the problem
0: with membership—it's similar to—I mean, I, when I mentioned the, the book Coach and how leaders are— leaders are no longer allowed to expect the same things from people as they did decades ago in terms of the demands made. And the, I think the same is true for church leadership. There's, there's not, there's not the attitude of people going into church membership saying, I am, I'm willing to have things expected of me. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm mm-hmm. willing to submit to leadership. I really, that's like a dirty word. Um, and so it, you almost I mean, in, in, a ton of cases, it's almost just meaningless. It is, it is a, I went through a class and I'm part of this for as long as I, as long as it's up to me. It's it's my standard of membership as opposed to, you know, living under the expectations of the church.
2: Yeah. Unless the why or the vision is so compelling that you're like, I need to give myself to this. Right. And then membership is a natural result of that. But a lot of churches, You know, they don't, they don't put it that way. Right. All right. So third question, what is one tool or resource
1: you've started using recently? Todd. A resource. Resource. (laughs) It's very, it's very Mm -hmm. British. I (laughs) I need to probably look at my phone again. Why is it that, why is it that there's so much tied to our phones and, because I mean, our phones I'm, are extensions of ourselves, Todd. It's true. Because you're holding yours in your hand yeah, with a lovely five LQ yes, pop socket. It's an extension end, of me, which <laughs> yeah. I think Barnabas was dead set against when he was on my team.
0: I uh, still am dead set against. I <laughs> don't sockets? like anything that keeps me from putting my phone in my pocket and no, pop sockets. No, well. it
1: works well. It works fine. It's
0: awesome. And I and the as reason a tool, I it, and I don't it helps e- and, and, I, and I don't even vertical. wear like skin tight jeans. I just I don't like really thick phone cases.
1: Don't wear skin tight jeans. No. And we are I'm a, grou- I'm a, I'm a grown-up
0: male. I, sh- I the, wear jeans that the fit. big thing
2: about the pop socket for me is I notoriously drop my phone all the time. So since getting the pop socket, I haven't dropped it that much. Yeah, I mean I that's, I understand the rationale yeah. for
0: pop sockets. I just hate them on my phone.
2: Okay, I'll go first. Uh the t Thanks app. This is not an episode brought to you by AT and T. Hello, we would appreciate <laughs> that sponsorship. Uh, no, so the AT and T Thanks app is one of those. You know, every lot of lot of companies they do these like. Little apps that you download, and here's some benefits. Like you can shop with your yeah. Southwest login, get yeah. point. You know, there's all that kind of stuff. Uh, but like AT&T Amazon Smile, exactly. Where you can donate to, or like a portion of it goes to whatever. Exactly. Nonprofit. So there's a lot of stuff like that. The reason I like the AT&T Thanks app, and I've actually used it multiple times, is because on Sundays they give you buy one hour of top golf, get another hour free. So I've taken my whole family to
1: Top Golf multiple times. This episode is not brought to you by Top Golf. <laughs> but Top Golf is fun and I don't even golf. Like yeah. it's, oh, the, yeah. it's the perfect go
0: non-golfer golf it is, experience. It is. Yeah. It's a little bit food It's a little bit like golden tea in person. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, yeah, there's there's food, there's beverages, it's fun and it's family friendly, and there's TVs where you can watch if whatever you're whatever 35,
1: event. Just Google <laughs> golden tea. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so so basically, <laughs> this has been awesome because I've saved. I think we've gone three times now. It's, oh, you've it's saved over ton hundred ton bucks, yeah, because Top Golf is also not super cheap. Yes, it is expensive, and there's like you can buy a movie ticket on Tuesday, get another one free. There's a ton uh-huh. of stuff that I'm like, well, why don't you just take advantage? It's if you're a an T and T customer, just take advantage of it. So I will, I've been, I, will, I am uh, an AT and T
0: customer, yeah. and I don't like being an AT and T customer, but that sounds intriguing. I'll have to look yes. into that. All right. Um, I have a couple, I mentioned OverDrive earlier because I, i switched from Audible. Audible is a much more convenient service than OverDrive is mm. because you can get what you want when you want it. Mm-hmm. It's just, you just got to pay for you it. You got to pay for it. And I was like, I'm spending way more than I was spending. I don't think that's the best use of my money. Um, <clears throat> so I switched to Overdrive, which is where you can check out audiobooks from the library. The downside is, like a library, you get them when they're available. And the libraries don't have... Like, Audible has sort of the infinite selection of audiobooks. Yeah. Every audiobook in existence almost is on Audible. Yeah, sure. Not true of libraries. So you have to be willing to sort of go you have come in with a list and you might mm. not get your first six choices, but you'll get your seventh. You put things on hold. So it, regularly I put five things on hold and I get all five at once, <laughs> yeah. which then is frustrating because I don't have time to listen to all of them. But and you only have
2: them for like two weeks,
0: right? Yeah. But I listen to audiobooks pretty fast okay. because, you know, you just, I listen to them kind of in the margins of everything. So yeah. chores and exercising and driving and whatever else. So, um, but it's, for those who are looking to try out audiobooks or not spend a ton of money, it's a really great service. The other one that I had down was, uh, it's called acorns. I am Mm. not a good investor, Mm. you know, like I can do personal budgets and manage my finances, but I, as I was sitting down looking, what is a good way to sort of begin investing for future savings, things like that. Uh,
1: acorns is directly, it's hooked into Vanguard specifically. So it's, Pretty solid. So, So what is this? (coughs) Automatically invest spare
2: change and extra cash.
0: So basically, you you link it to whatever credit cards, debit cards, bank accounts you have, and so and they'll do roundups. So you can mean you can save as intentionally as you want. So you can set it up for weekly or monthly savings, like you would a savings account. But then it'll it just it'll it'll save. You know, so if if you spend. You know, two fifty. It'll round up, and the fifty cents oh. will be invested, and they'll they'll collect that. You know, once a week, and drop it in, and so into your bank account, like no, you so into the Acorns account. So it builds a
1: portfolio for you. So it's oh. tied to Vanguard. Like if you just dropped it in standard, I think it's Vanguard five hundred. Yeah, right.
0: and so you can and and but you can go in there and you can adjust how aggressive. Not that this
1: is brought to you by Vanguard either,
0: right? <laughs> This is awesome. I can download it right now. It's and it it's really easy to set up and and so you can go in and adjust your uh, adjust your portfolio to be like more aggressive or less aggressive and you get reports. You're
1: missing out on an incredible affiliate link right now. No kidding. <laughs> oh yeah. No, they there is and I you know this but is it's just me. only if you use your debit card. You can link it, it
2: credit? to credit. You can link it to credit Oh cards. really? Wow. Yeah.
0: Um, you can link it to any any card.
2: That's awesome.
0: And I think, I don't know if there's a limit on the number either. So if you're somebody who uses like this card for groceries and that card right. for, you know, travel, I, you can link all of them. Oh, or you awesome. could just save. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's but the thing is, So
0: I set saver. it up to do, you know, to save a certain amount monthly, just, mm. you know, automatic deposit and then the roundups and it adds up fast. Yeah. And so it's, that's the other one that it's been, it's been a great service to me because I'm not I don't know anything about the stock market and investing to start with. So just getting into it, has kind of helped me learn some of that
1: because you also be doing great right now if you just did. Five hundred Vanguard, five hundred. Yeah, over the last. Yeah, when you since two thousand eight. But then, as an investor, you get all the communications from the
0: you know from the companies and things like that. Their investor communications, and so you, you can. It's a good way to get an education in how this works, how the companies are doing, et cetera. So That's it's a, a disc cool disclaimer:
1: we are not financial advisors, <laughs> and all the other stuff that any YouTuber would say right now. Yes. Oh, okay. So let me let me do one more, and I'll throw it to Todd. One more tool.
2: Yeah, because you as know, ATT things was, yeah. Nike Training, the Nike Training
1: app. Oh, good. That's not the one I had. It's <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> <So>, a shocker. <laughs> so, this one, yeah. Top Golf and Nike I Training, no, not something top. I has. can tell
1: you about Acorns. I can't tell you about Nike Training.
2: Yeah. So, the Nike Training app, uh, like I, after my recent health check, because we have to do it every year and some of my levels weren't where they're were supposed to be. And, so basically, <laughs> so because they weren't <laughs> where Mr. they're supposed Hamburger to be. Hamburger over here is gloating right, here, about his here's, cholesterol. Here's thing. Yeah.
1: Genetics are awesome. That's yeah. all I have to say. Todd, you're, you're yeah. doing your best to
0: prove that, too. Because yes. you're like, no, really, the only thing I have going for me is genetics. Because my habits are all terrible. Yeah. <laughs> As true. you sip your rock star energy yeah. drink. Sorry, Daniel. Yeah, yeah so I try.
2: Zero. I've been probably averaging so a, healthy. one workout a week. Uh, and I want to do three. Uh, so, but part of it is just, I got to wake up early or, you know, I like how LifeWay is a gym now, but it's just, you just got to get up so early and, and I'm a night owl. You, yeah. To, to work out, you have to not do other things. Yes.
0: You, you either have to not sleep or not go to a meeting or not hang out with your kids or something. Exactly. You know. So this
2: app, I do it anyway. Uh, I have <laughs> this app is basically it's a lot of HIT workouts, like high intensity interval training. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that for a while, and what's you great, just like doing like, in your
0: cubicle. So I watch you.
2: You can <laughs> look over and see you doing yeah. burpees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but the great thing is, it's like I could put in twenty minutes and burn three hundred calories, mm-hmm. and get some strength. And it's, it's some strength, not as much as if I'm lifting weights. Versus if I do an hour at the gym. I'm still probably burning. Maybe I'm burning 350, mm-hmm. but it's you know 40 more minutes. So that's where I'm thinking. Hey, let's do weights and a traditional workout once a week, and let me try to do these HIT workouts a couple of times. So not there yet, but the, the Tom, app that is app sounds right open. up your alley. You should totally and try that,
1: that. Hey, I've dropped. Quite a bit lately, but all oh, it's just been intermittent fasting and taking the steps. Intermittent because fasting, six four, and I go up and down these stairs for meetings all the time. Yeah, I do this. I'm too. so
0: skeptical of intermittent fasting, it
1: works, man. <laughs> yeah, not eating is a good way to lose weight. <laughs> I mean, it's an no, effective all way. Well, stop eating at night and then well, that's I don't huge eat until like 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, that's the, a, that's the, a the that snacking
2: a Well, but the snacking habits. I think intermittent fasting works because of everyone's snacking habits. Meaning they snack at 9 o'clock at night or what? Yeah, and that after dinner, you're not allowed to snack. Yep. So it's like, well, obviously you'd lose weight though. But here's the thing, like— that's the best time to say. <laughs> Intermittent fasting
0: is just a fancy way of saying, like, don't eat between dinner and breakfast. Yes. Or in some cases, oh, lunch. Oh, and lunch. lunch. It's dinner and lunch. Brunch. Well, this Ish. depends on uh, the research because they're yeah. like 12 to 16 hours okay, or whatever. Yeah. So 12 20, hours 14. is basically breakfast because if you eat dinner at six and you get up or early, breakfast so. is like six or seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I'll you just sleep for most of it if you're being healthy. <laughs> Okay,
1: next question. No, I didn't I didn't answer the question. (laughs) Yeah, you and I'm asking the next question. Thank (laughs) you very much. Then go ahead. Okay, host. All right. (laughs) The two tools I have for you are TeamViewer, which is a great team what? Team viewer. Sounds like a team big viewer. brother is watching thing. <laughs> it is. I'm kind of, viewing my team right can, now. <laughs> no, because you can share um team viewer. Team viewer if you have like a VPN, a virtual private network, or if you just have a tool. I
0: didn't know what VPN stood for. I just knew how it worked. Okay. Cool. That's I learned what learned something for. Look at me.
1: Um and you can share access to different people uh over like let me look at this or let me how's give that, you access to how's
0: that different then,
1: like, if you like were on a Google Zoom call, drive. Oh, so or if is, you were on a Zoom call and you uh-huh. said, Hey, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, uh, ability to like change stuff or do stuff or run this from this place.
0: So they're like remotely, it's remotely, remote working on your desktop. Yes. yes. Remotely oh, okay. logging So it's yes. not, it's not like or a collaborative remotely, thing
1: yeah. like a Google Docs or something like that. Or you use it, you use it if you have like a VPN somewhere. <clears throat> you're gotcha. doing stuff. you. Sure. <laughs> God. Yeah, everybody knows (laughs) I'm slightly nerdy and odd. Yeah. Um, The other thing is uh, just I'm nerds are important too. I've probably mentioned this before, (laughs) but um, I'm using Venmo more and more. Yes. Okay. But have you have you turned your transactions private? Yes, I think
2: I did that right off the bat because it defaults public. You know that, right? And there's actually a site that has analyzed all the public transactions of Venmo. Really? Yeah.
1: Why Venmo as opposed to say like the Cash app? Um, because I tried Cash earlier on, and it's and it was clunky or whatever, and I just haven't gone back to it. I mean, yeah. they're almost exactly the same. They Ex- are.
0: They think. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're they're functionally the same thing. I think more
1: people use Venmo if you want it now. Yeah.
2: Well, I love the fact that Apple has its own native app now, but it only works with Apple.
0: Yeah, now people, bank, right? banks are getting in on the fund, too, which is, again, those only really work if you're on the same bank or something. I mean, a lot of them are kind of clunky, right. too. But Yeah.
2: So if you're if you're interested in seeing how everyone uses their money, this is the site. I prefer not to get depressed, so <laughs> I will do. not be looking at well, that. Well, because video. it'll show you how many times this, you know, how many times payments have been made for marijuana or how many times things have been. Because oh. everyone just, it's everything's public. So it's man, the, people
0: are so it's, dumb.
2: I know, I know, it really <laughs> no, is. I look mean at this, man. They've been I able just to analyze. It up and I'm like,
1: holy cow. This is interesting. Yeah, it's it's like people sending text messages. No, but these are people that we know. I know. Yeah. So it's
2: public by default FYI. Public Public by default <laughs> It's fascinating.
1: That's bizarre. I'm in the app actually looking at people that are in my contacts.
2: Yeah, you can just see what everyone's money. spending money on. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> All right. Are I need to. Are you going to ask the next I'm gonna question? Go, yeah, I feel like, I, am I, am gonna to like ask I need to question. go. Question like, Who take a is one person who has influenced you recently, Daniel, other than me or Barnabas? Barnabas or I, or however you're supposed to say that. Barnabas I'm just a nerd on technology, me. not on grammar. You guys talked about grammar for like 30 minutes a while ago. So. <laughs>
0: Not nearly as long as you talked about VPNs. No. Carry on. Daniel, who influenced you?
2: All right. Who has influenced me recently? Well, all right. So my wife, Christina, just went to the Business Boutique Conference by Christy Wright. Okay. We've had Christy Wright on the podcast here. She's uh, one of the Ramsey personalities, and it was a conference here in Nashville just all about women entrepreneurs, women leaders, and all that. So Christi- Christina went... Uh but be, because she's trying to learn how to grow our podcast, the right. one that I do with her. So it was which is called the Between. In Between Podcast. Good. You don't miss those opportunities. <laughs> so it's a way to grow your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Uh but basically it was it was cool because I didn't I didn't get to go to the conference, but I've been hearing a lot of what Christina's learned. And it's it's been really cool to see Christina growing uh just through that three days. She went to school as a social worker. Uh, and this is completely different because now it's kind of marketing, podcasting, all that stuff, and it's been cool to see her uh, catch kind of fresh wind uh, on this new adventure. So, yeah, that that that's me. Cool, Todd.
1: Uh, I guess I'm gonna say Geiger, which is kind of weird because he was always been he, an influence. He bailed on us. <laughs> he did bail on us, but there was a there was something so our history goes way back in that we did student ministry together and the, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the coolest things that have ever happened in my life happened when I was a student pastor, because on any given night you could stand up, share the gospel and Mm -hmm. some nights you thought I slayed it and people were going to come down and uh, nobody did. And then there were other nights that you're like, Oh, I really messed that up. Mm -hmm. Um, And you'd have like a dozen kids except Christ. And so, not too long ago, probably um, three weeks ago now, um, I was I saw his Instagram on the, the uh, Sunday afternoon, and it was seventy eight people accepted Christ in a, one service. It's amazing, and I was like, I mean, immediately I thought back to student ministry, and then I was really convicted um, for like, kind of still. Um, but for like the next week, it was just brutal, you know, praying for them and praying for him every day because, um, it, you know, on like day two, I realized, oh, I have become an adult, I have become reasonable in my expectations of what God is going to do in a service. <laughs> so I said, oh, yeah, that could happen in a student service or that could happen at camp, mm. but it's not going to happen in my church on Sunday morning. And so um, just the idea of being a lot more unreasonable in my expectations of who God is, what he can do, and what he wants to do on any given day. Um, So that's That's been my biggest influence as of recent. Geiger's Instagram. Geiger's Instagram is so influential <laughs> and surfboards and I, I, paddleboards I, like, I
0: really appreciate the way you said that though in terms of I've become reasonable as, you know sort of as with that being a limit on God totally Yeah. that, that is convicting even just like saying that sentence out loud
2: <sighs> yes alright well now Todd well, not says note. let's close in prayer <laughs> <Let's> close <laughs> no in prayer. kidding no kidding if I was a better preacher, I would start preaching <laughs> that's, right now. But that's I'm not. Right. So. Come as you are. Um,
0: <clears throat> mine is Ray Ortland. So, but just over a year ago, I started going to Emanuel Church oh, in Nashville. Awesome. So, as yeah. at a couple different churches for my first few years here, and good experiences in general. But had a really hard time sort of plugging in and finding a church home, and you know, getting invested, and you know, just all of the things that make a church a good church home. Landed at Emanuel, and it's been really good. One of the unexpected things has been watching how Ray pastors, and he's in his last year of pastorate, yeah. so he's going to retire next year. Um, retire, that's probably the wrong word. He's going to step down from the pastorate and continue doing ministry in lots of other ways. Mm. Um, but the thing that stands out most is his humility yeah. because he is, uh, you know, he's well-known, he's brilliant, he's a scholar, hes he's a really good preacher, He's an influencer of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of other pastors, especially in like the Acts 29 church planning movement and um, and just kind of, and even across the world. And he's, you know, he's constantly on the road being given opportunities to speak at different conferences, but then he'll come in and in a conversation, he's fully invested in the person he's talking to. And he's, he cares very much for the people he's talking to. And more than once I've heard him say to a young guy like me or somebody, somebody in my shoes, you know, we're having a conversation. He'll just pause and go, that was really good. I, you know, you taught me something mm. or even in a oh, Bible awesome. study, be like, can I use that in my sermon? He'll ask guys permission to use their insights in his sermon. And, <clears throat> and I just looked at that and I, and I thought, you know, I hope when I'm 68 or 69 years yeah. old, I have the same attitude of eagerness to learn and humility and not taking myself seriously. And, um, just a, a pretty profound recognition of my own limitations, yeah. but in no way does that inhibit his effectiveness. Yeah. Um. So, he's he comes to mind because of specifically because of that aspect of his leadership. Yeah. No, There's a lot of other things. But.
2: That's that's cool. Um. I've I've never heard of, uh, of that aspect. When I had lunch with TJ. Tim's, who's the associate pastor there? Yeah, who's going to who's gonna take who's going take over for Ray? Yeah, um, one of the things that TJ said was part of the culture at Emmanuel is uh, the importance of the the gentleness of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? The gentleness of Jesus, and he kept on talking about that, and I was like, I've never really heard anyone talk about the gentleness of Jesus.
0: What's it? It's a church that, I mean, and this is very much thanks to Ray. Ray came in, so he planted Emmanuel just over ten years ago out of, he'd come out of a couple pastoral situations where he, it was just, he was pretty wrung out and had been ill-treated in a couple places and just some rough leadership experiences. Um, And so he didn't want to plant a church. And it was one of those things that God sort of moved him into. And, and so he brings that in with it, but it is a church that really, it absorbs people who are coming from hurting places Mm -hmm. really well and not in a sort of therapeutic way, but in a really profoundly Christ-centric, gospel-centric way that you know the gentleness of Jesus is a really good way to put it because it's it's built around Christ but there's just an attitude of of welcoming and so when I started there I mean I I was coming from that kind of place and uh and Ray told me he's like you don't need to do anything. Hmm. It's like we're show up, rest, heal, whatever it is you need to do for as long as you need to do it and when you know kind of when you're at the place, we would love to have you do whatever, you know, kind of wherever you fit yeah, in the church yeah. in terms of whether it's leadership or service or kind of all those things combined. And so even that was just so many churches I've been at kind of recruit. Mm. They're like, hey, what can you do oh, yeah. for us? Low fruit. And that that would have run me off in a hurry because I was for just sure. exhausted. I was like, I don't want to do anything. It's all I can do to drag myself here on Sundays. And he'd recognize that immediately. And that, so yeah, there is a, that, and again, that spoke of the humility because there, they're not trying to hustle and be anything other than a sort of a healthy, a healthy flock, a healthy congregation, and so that's good.
2: That's good, and that leads us really well into our last question, which I is think about we've answered it. Well, yeah, <laughs> kind of. We kind of have. What's well, one lesson you've learned recently? Yeah. So sure. Daniel,
1: why don't you answer that, and we'll be done.
2: <laughs> I have a separate answer
0: for that one because I've been learning lots of things. But oh, okay. okay, Barnabas, you go first then. Um, so when I left the team that did on which Todd leads and I was doing this podcast, I moved Your into favorite team, you know, I'm not allowed to say that out loud, but I'm nodding silently. <laughs> um, I'm, I moved into a position where I was managing a team. And then over the course of the last year, I had a couple other teams sort of roll under me. So now all of a sudden, instead of managing, you know, four people, I'm managing 24 people. Okay. And so the, this is all stuff I could have articulated previously, but I've learned it in a much more like day-to-day, week-to-week basis. And that is that leadership and management, it, you accomplish almost nothing. You're mainly about helping other people accomplish things.
2: Mm.
0: At the end of every day or week, I like my to-do list is just a complete crap show of I don't know what's on Because it's not task-driven work for the most part. I mean, yeah. there are things that have to be done. But if the team that I'm managing is effectively working and they're thriving, then that means I'm doing my job. And Mm -hmm. it just, the mindset shift has been, at first it was a challenge and now I'm, I'm realizing, oh, I I very much enjoy this. It just, going back to the conversation about measuring, it's like measure, what is a good week when you checked no boxes on a to-do list? Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a different mindset, but but
2: one that I enjoy a lot. Yeah, that's What good. about you? That's good. Well, along the same note, uh, we relaunched Ministry Grid a few years ago and I'd been leading that um, as kind of the product owner slash manager uh, and probably this last year or last few months, handed it over to Andy Dukes on our team. And a part of me was a little bit sad. I mean, I never signed up to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just kind of happened. So Todd just signed you up. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. then a
0: bunch of people left.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it happened. Uh, I did it probably for about three plus years. But recent. so I was sad in that I was handing it off to Andy. There's a part of me that was sad, but we recently did some training on what it looks like to be a good product owner and product manager, and I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I gave <laughs> this to Andy because I really don't like this, <laughs> and it's it was it was really clarifying to uncover that because I don't know about you guys, I mean, I I I want to say yes, and I want to do work that I have raw talent in, and I want to just keep on getting better at that rather than doing a lot of different things. And I think part of it, as you grow older and as you do a lot of different things, you're like, oh, I'm really good at that. I'm not really good at this. Yeah, I love the, doing this. The I recognition
0: love- of I'm not the right guy to do yeah. that job is that that's a hard thing to learn mm. until, you, until you suck at something for a yeah. while or just get burned out by it. Even yeah. if you can do it well, you're just right, like, I'm just getting run down.
2: Yeah. And especially if you're okay at a lot of things, if you are kind of a jack of all trades, you're like, well, it's, I'm, I'm actually not that bad at this. But then you're like, but is that really what I derive life from? Is that really my best yeah. use of time? So, and even what?
0: if you're not bad at it, I mean, in that situation, you're handing it off to Andy, who's not on the podcast right now, but he, he is somebody who excels in that kind of role. Yeah, so, sure. so when really you go does. from, I can I can adequately do this to, oh, there's somebody who's excellent at this. Mm, it's And really loves it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's sort of hit me. His his like mindset, wavelength, strengths all kind for of point sure. that
2: direction.
1: It really does. Yeah. I mean, it does take a lot of maturity to be able to give away something to somebody else that um, has, in somewhat, been tied to your identity Mm. and not only be happy for them, but, you know, continue to set them up to succeed in that and to do better than you would have ever done in that role. So it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I think that's the difference between.
0: I mean, are you trying to elevate yourself or are you trying to accomplish sort of a unified goal? I mean, if the goal is for Ministry Grid in this case to be as developed as well, to succeed as well, to get in front of all the right people, to hit its deadlines, then then there's a unified goal and handing it off to Andy it's like, that makes total sense and it works. If the goal is for Andy or I'm sorry, for Daniel to own as many things as possible, mm-hmm. to have his name at the top of as mm-hmm. many, you know, org charts as possible, then then it feels like a major sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that was your goal, but they just the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the difference in mindset. Definitely.
1: That's good. Man, I think for me, it really is looking at, you know, Eric leaving because he was kind of the heir apparent here. Dr. Rayner would have said that. And then Dr. Rayner shortly said that. thereafter. He did say that. <laughs> he did. Um, and then Dr. Rayner, you know, leaving and within a short period of time having a couple people say, hey, I would love for you to come be my XP. Mm. And just being like able to go, no, like, no, like I'm not done. Like I have a lot left to do here. Uh, so I, I honestly think that that's the biggest thing is learning through this experience of there's a lot of question marks over all of our heads now because we don't know mm-hmm. who the next guy yes, is going to be. Yes, and, yes. Mm -hmm. If they might have um, a specific agenda, either to change the place or their own personal agenda or or whatever it might be. Agenda being not necessarily a negative term, just like leadership direction. Leadership direction. And so it's, you know, it's a time where I think people would go, oh, well, if you're going to go, this is probably a good time to go and i'm like uh no i really yeah we're just really starting to hit our stride it's it's the most
0: convenient and natural time to go but it would be the most harmful to everybody you work with
2: which by the way if you are a part of a church and the senior pastor steps down that is not the time to leave especially if you're a leader in that church yeah, because you convenient. Need to help the- yeah, it's convenient. Not good. No, yeah, because you need to help the church. I mean, that's when they need you to step up
0: the yeah. most. Right, right. Yeah, I've been so. at I've been at two different churches where there was lengthy senior pastoral searches, and one of them had almost zero staff turnover amongst the associate pastors, and and it didn't feel there was no crisis point. Yeah. They, I'm sure right. they behind closed doors. I'm sure they felt it, but we didn't feel it because they they led well the other one it was in it was an utter mess that where was, there was yeah. de- there was departures it wasn't healthy leadership and so it just felt like i mean it was not just a rudderless and ca- it was like yeah. captainless rudderless yeah. sailless like yeah, yeah just completely storm tossed and uh yeah so the the stability and leadership under the senior leaders is
2: massive during those turnover times mm, that's good all right well Thanks again for listening to the Five Leadership Questions podcast. If you enjoyed Barnabas on the podcast <laughs> and you would like him back, let us know on social media and let us know what you'd like us Five to star ratings get me back. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> Ding. Mention right. the prodigal in here. Your- yes, you should, the prodigal or the OG. <laughs> or the OG. Yeah, yeah. I, OG I respond to either. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, well thanks again for listening in and if you haven't listened to the One Thing podcast, they are a part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network and Co-hosts Scott Sanders and Derek Hanna. That not only will you hear an Aussie accent, accents, yes, and they are talking from the Australian ministry context. But every episode, they're going to be talking about one thing. It's a quick episode, and you're going Super to learn a lot, whether or not you're pastoring in Australia or not. And we'll catch you next time.